0: الحمد لله الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يدلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا ومولانا محمد العبده ورسوله أما بعض فعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم وما آتاكم الرسول فخذوه وما نهاكم عنه فانتهوا صدق الله العظيم قال قال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم ما مجادلة أحدكم في الحق يكون له في الدنيا بأشد مجادلة من المؤمنين لربهم في إخوانهم الذين ادخلوا النار قال يقولون ربنا إخواننا كانوا يصلون معنا وَيَصُومُونَ مَعَنَا وَيَحُجُّونَ مَعَنَا فَأَدْخَلْتُهُمْ النَّارَ قَالَ فَيَقُولُ اِذْهَبُوا فَأَخْرِجُوا مَنْ عَرَفْتُمْ مِنْهُمْ قَالَ فيؤتونهم فَيَعْرِفُونَهُمْ بِصُوَرِهِم فَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ أَخَذَتْهُ النَّارُ إِلَى أَنْصَافِ سَاقَيْهِ وَمِنْهُمْ مَنْ أَخَذَتْهُ إِلَى كَعْبَيْهِ فَيُخْرِجُونَهُمْ فَيَقُولُونَ رَبَّنَا أَخْرِجْنَا مَنْ أَمَرْتَنَا وَيَقُولُ أخرج مَنْ كَانَ فِي قَلْبِهِ وَزْنُ دِينَارٍ مِنَ الْإِيمَانِ Respected قال من كان في قلبه وزن نصف دينار حتى يقول من كان في قلبه وزن الله العظيم لا الا انك انت الحليم الحكيم اشرح لي صدري ويسر لي امري by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, alhamdulillah, we have covered many important subjects and events that are to be witnessed by every individual in the future in the form of minor signs of Tayama, major signs of Tayama also how the ruh, the soul is extracted out from the body also how Israfil will blow into the trumpet and that very very long day, the day of Qiyamah kana مقداره 50,000 al-fasana, that day which is as long as 50,000 years many many events will take place on that day and much have been covered alhamdulillah by the mercy of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala a day in which no monetary recompense will help anyone in this world today we can give money to someone in the form of rishwats and things happen but on the day of Qiyamah there is no such thing as rishwats there is no such thing as connection a day in which the evil doer will have to pay the claimant by his good deeds and when his good deeds expire then he will have to carry out the burden of his sins on his shoulder. Many many things will happen for some a day of great anxiety, pain. And for some that day will be a day of great jubilation, kamyabi, salvation, a day of joy. And we pray to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that Allah make that day easy for us, insha'Allah ta'ala. With the barakat of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. sallam. Abdullah ibn Mas'ud radiallahu ta'ala and a grand companion of Nabiyya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he met his close friend Abdul Rahman bin Awf radiallahu ta'ala he said to him Ya Abdul Rahman I can take a custom and oath of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala of three things that will occur on the day of Qiyamah, if you are prepared to take Qasam on the fourth thing. Now this was the style of how the Arabs would speak, it may sound a bit unnatural to us, that he wants to take three Qasams and he is requesting the person in front to take the last Qasam. But that was the magic of that language, they understood each other, that is how they spoke, that is how they understood each other, that was their culture, that is how... They would speak the Arabic language and this type of kalam conversation would only take place to make sure that what I am telling you is nothing but the truth it will occur hundred and one percent I will take three customs you take the one custom and he said that on the day of Qiyamah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will befriend all those people that he befriended in the world those who are the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the world, will be the friends of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hereafter, and that is a guarantee. Allah Allah says, those who are the Wali of Allah, the friends of Allah, those due to their taqwa and piety and their good actions, Spiritually they become very, very close to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. For them, لا خوفهم. They have got nothing to fear of. They will face no difficulty. Nothing in the grave, nothing in the hereafter. <coughs> they will be completely protected. And the subject that was touched on this Juma, my respected brothers. Again, a subject that is very, very important. Huzur said that a person can change his religion because of his company. A person can change his religion because of his company. A lot of people can become atheists. A lot of people are affected by the evil company that is around. That is why it is extremely important my respected brothers that we choose and select the right companions. And if someone is bad in his nature, then again a beautiful adab is taught to us in the Quran. When you see someone who is a jahil, who is illiterate, who has no character, then you simply say to him, Assalamu alaikum. What do you say? If he is your Muslim brother, you don't ignore him, you say, Assalamu alaikum exactly what Hazrat Ibrahim said to his father after working on him for several years and the father then warned Hazrat Ibrahim that now I will stone you to death Rajan kardunga at that point he did not want to dishonour and disrespect his father very politely he said to the father I'm leaving you and making salam to you and going away. And in the Sharia, in his Sharia perhaps this was jayz. But in the Sharia of Nabi Karim Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam, Salaam to Kuffar is not jayz. So we have to be very, very selective, my respected brothers. Look at the selection that was made by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. I'm not deviating from my topic, Insha'Allah. I'm going to go right back into the topic. The selection that was made for the most beloved Rahmatul alameen sayyidul awwalin wal akhirin Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wasallam the best of people was selected for Nabiya Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam the companions of iram, the Muhajireen and the Ansar, the most elite from humanity, the most elite, so powerful. And from that elite, again, the two who are known as Shaykh very, very close to Huzur Ali, salatu was salam Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq and Hazrat Umar Faruq. Very close. So, I ﷺ صلى would keep them close and would make mashwira with them. I ﷺ would start his salat making sure that we, in the time that we live in today, we have the Mualvin behind us. Behind Huzur ﷺ, two places were reserved. One was for Abu Bakr siddiq and one was for Amar Farooq, the best selection was given to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alaihi wasallam. the very best, the two wazir, the advisors of huzul alayhi sallatu wa sallam, wa Abu Bakr siddiq and Haddad Umar Farooq, and no way when I say advi- advisors I don't mean superior mahatullah in any way. they were the Khuddam. they were absolutely obedient to Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wa and up in the heavens the best election was made for Huzur alayhi salatu was salam. The two wazir which he had was Jibreel amin and Hazrat Mikael alayhi salam. The two. Musa alayhi salatu was salam, his khadim, Yusha bin noon in the story of Surah Al-Kahf, the last ending story, when he went to meet Hazrat Sidr alayhi salatu was salam, his khadim was with him whose name was Yusha bin noon who had a fish with him, and, and it's a long story. Hz. Yusha bin Noon stayed in the khidmat of Hz. Musa The barakat of that was that Allah gave him Risalat, Allah gave him Nabuwat, and he became later on the Prophet of his community. following khidmat of Hazrat Musa So friends are extremely important, my respected brothers, friends. And the thing that that can really affect us and the Iman today in the times that we live in today is good company and bad company. Alayhi wasallam has said that if you work with the blacksmith every day, then surely one day your clothes will get burnt. I this is an example that if you are not in the right company, it will affect you. One day, no matter how cheerful you are, but your clothes will be burnt. But if you are in the company of a perfumer who sells fragrance, Hittr, Khushbu, then if nothing, but when you come out from that shop you will have, you will come out smelling fresh and good, good fragrance will be with you. This is the bucket of good company, and evil company. That is why it is a must my respected brothers and elders that we take this very very seriously even for the mothers and sisters listening at home. Extremely important that Muslims who live in this country, we need our own schools. We have our Darul Ulooms, Alhamdulillah. We need our nurseries, we need our junior schools, senior schools, whatever. We need our, our private schools. Extremely important. We have the wealth, Alhamdulillah, and we need to work in these avenues that are around us. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala make it easy, it's not it's not difficult and it is not easy. Everything comes with qurbani, but good friendship is very, very important. That is extremely important. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala give us the tawfiq. So he said that if Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has befri- befriended someone in the world, then he will be the friend of Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala on the day of Qiyamah. There is no pressure, there is no trouble for that individual. Abdul Rahman bin Aaf said that 101 percent, I agree to that. The oath you take is take is valid. Secondly, he said that if Allah Subhanahu Wa Taala has concealed the sins of an individual in the world, then rest assured. Allah will not expose his sins in the hereafter also. Allah will conceal his sins also on the day of Qiyamah. We learn from the hadith of Nabi Kareem Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. A lot of people have this habit of sometimes uh, breaking the news that I did that, I did that, I did that. And it is guna. And you are opening something that Allah kept a secret which is in some cases guna e kabira, a major sin. It is haram totally. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has kept it quiet, then you keep it quiet. And it is between you and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Repent and Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala shall forgive you. Unless you are living in an Islamic country where Islamic Sharia and Islamic law is being practiced, and then you are caught, you'll be prosecuted, and and the law of Sharia, will be implemented on that individual. Like hazrat a, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud, the same Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was once travelling and he came to this group of people who were singing and one very famous musician in the Arabs at that time he was known, even today we have a lot of uh, the Arabs who sing and songs as in with music which is haram again. He was a famous musician, Beautiful voice was given to him. His name was Zazan. Zazan. Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud was walking and he saw that a group of people were dancing and Zazan was there playing the beats and the music and singing. And Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud folded his hand and he looked at Hazrat Zazan in the eye. And he said that how nice it would be if Zazan would recite the Quran in that manner instead of music. Instead of something that is haram. Saying that he looked down and he walked away. But again these were Awliyaullah, Sulaha. That when the eyes is fallen on an individual, operation is successful. Pura operation, hujata. These were Allahu Aala, Raleighullah. I remember when my Shaykh Hala Muhammad Habib when he came to Birmingham, he met a few young people, and like Imran, you know, come close to me, don't be shy, come close to me, I want to do something to you, sit here. And Halaat, would say that, "Arey masha'allah, Okay, you can go back. <laughs> that, don't mean, that don't mean you miss the next verse, okay? <laughs> and he says, Mashallah, dari raklo. And this was his karamat. And that is all he would say, with great love and affection. Mashallah, kitna acha pyara chehra hai, beta, dari raklo. And he would just put his hand there. Aur fir, majal di kisi ki, that person would not have the ability to hold a razor blade in his hands again and shave. That was the karamat of Maulana Ghulam Habib Naqshbandi Rahmatullah That was his karamat. And every youth that came to him would say, MashaAllah, Dari Rakhlo, Dari Rakhlo. And till today, when I go to Birmingham, President Saddam Hussein mosque. Saddam Hussein, we got a long <laughs> life, you know. <laughs> if you go to Saddam Hussein Mosque, and you see, mashallah, the converts there, West Indians, who are Christians, and have embraced Islam, and are more of Malala Hulam Habib Naqshbandi, alayhi wa sheikh, and even they have got beards, once upon a time they had dreadlocks, big hair, and all sorts of things And when you see them in the mosque you wonder what is happening here. Like uh, Bob Mali is worshipped, where is it, in Barbados and in in that part of that area. He, he is worshipped, literally worshipped. His music is worshipped. Uh, I think Abid and we were talking about it. Someone said that. To Surprising. And these people still have a beard. That is the Karamat. These are awliyaullah sulaha. Abdullah ibn masood is a companion and that is all what he said. A famous musician, Zazan. Musician, when he finished his music, he came and he said to that person, he says, one member of the public who was looking at me, who had a scarf around him. Who is he? He says, you don't know him? He is the famous Faqeesh, Faqeeh of Iraq, who is the companion of Muhammad al-Mustafa He said, tell me what he said. He says, you really want to hear, he said, he said that how nice it would be if Zazan, the famous musician, would recite the Quran in that tone, like how he is singing a song. And one other thing is also very, very important, Allah, but you have to read Quran, not in that musical tone, that is how, <laughs> that, is, that is not, not jive, you have to read Quran in that natural way. Allah has given each individual that power, that gift of recitation. And it should not sort of be in the form of music that is haram also. And it made such an impact on Zazan radiallahu ta'ala that fatally he met Hazrat Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. And he gave his hands in front of Abdullah ibn Mas'ud. And he said La ilaha illallah, Muhammad rasulullah. Ya Abdullah ibn Mas'ud bear witness that there is no God but Allah, and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa is his messenger. And he broke all the instruments, musical instruments, and it is said that hazrat rahmatullah till today is known in the Arab world as one of the greatest Qari Islam has ever produced. Greatest Qari. He was a mahir in Qur'an, he was a great Qari of his time. Not only was he a qari, but he was a great faqih. He became the khadij of Hazrat Abdullah ibn Masud radiallahu ta'ala. And is why, my respected brothers, Naik admiyoy ki sabat mein rehna yeh ek mustaqil namat hai. Allah Pak mujhe bhi taafiq de ki maa bhi kisi ka khadij ban jau, Ab ko bhi taafiq de ki hum bhi Allah waaleo ki sabat mein rahe. Alhamdulillah, Hamdulillah great scholars all around the world, Allah Subhanahu wa Taala has blessed them pious people. Highest people, you don't, you don't even have to be an alim to have taqwa. Yirqu is a ruling name. You don't even have to be an alim, you can be a abit, you can be sincere, you can be mukhlis, you can be just a normal person. Yet in the sight of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, your status is very very high. So, two things I mentioned. One was that if Allah has concealed your sins in this world, then in the hereafter Allah will not expose it. So it is our duty also not to expose sins. In the hadith it comes that if one Muslim brother helps another Muslim brother in this world, then Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will alleviate his taklif, his difficulty on the day of Qiyamah. Allah will help you. That is why supporting each other is very, very important. The third thing Abdullah ibn Musrad mentioned, he said is that, that on the day of Qiyamah a person will be standing with that individual who he loved the most and that is also in the hadith if you have the love of Nabiya Kareem you might die in Leicester, you might be buried in the Leicester cemetery but on the day of Qiyamah you will be standing with Hadratin Nabiya Kareem and that is not difficult for Allah Subhanahu Wa Ta'ala and the fourth thing, Abdullah ibn Mas'ud said to us, Abdul Rahman ibn Aaf He said that on the day of Qiyamah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will not treat the Muslims, the believers, like how he will treat the Kuffar in any way. The Muslims will never be treated like that. Like how Allah will treat the Kuffar. That is why Allah is Al-Adl, the All-Just, to such an effect, extent that if Kufr in the heart is to a very high degree, then he will be punished in that way. That Jahannam will be given to him. But if Kufr is not so much deep into the heart, but he is a kafir, then he will be punished by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to that category. Like Like in the case of Iman, if the Iman is very very... To a higher degree, strong Iman, then a very high Jannat will be given to him. The highest point of Jannat is Nabi Iqareem. There are categories of Jannat and there are categories, levels of Jahannam also. Allahu Akbar. And he said that Hazrat, Abdullah, Hazrat Nabi Iqareem said to Jibreel Yameen I once that Jibreel described to me the doors of Jahannam. Are they like earthly doors? And Jibreel said, Ya Rasulullah, nothing like earthly doors. These doors are so massive and so vast. The width of it is 70 years. Each door is 70 times hotter than the next door in front. It is said that when the kuffar will be dragged and pushed towards the door of Jahannam, they will be handcuffed, the bodies will be yoked. It is said that chains will be put into their mouth and it will come out from the back parts. The hands will be handcuffed and they will be thrown into Jahannam and when they will be thrown into Jahannam in the Hadith it comes that their jinn will also be thrown into Jahannam with them. That Shaitan was appointed to deviate that individual from the right path to move him away from sirat al mustaqim He will enter Jahannam with that person. At that point he will be crying and saying to that Shaitan that only if I did not know you, only if I did not follow you, Shaitan will say, I did not do anything what I said to you, you obeyed me. It is not my fault, it is your fault. And they will be thrown into Jahannam. jibreel al amin went on to describe Jahannam, my respected brothers, and he said to Absalallahu alayhi alaihi O Prophet of Allah the most severe punishment will be given to those people who are in the last level of Jahannam right on the ground floor, right down. And the in that part of Jahannam, in that section it's so severe and so painful that one cannot even imagine. And that Jahannam is known as Hawiyah. Kya hai Jahannam ka? Hawiyah. All in the Quran. May Allah save us from this Jahannam. Allah says in the Quran, Inna al-munafiqeen asfali minan The munafiqeen will enter Hawiyah. Asfal means the lowest part of Jahannam. And Fir'aun and his army will be in that part of Jahannam with the hypocrites, with the munafiqeen, with those who are in the time of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. In front of him they said, La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah. And when they left his company, they were the enemies of Nabi Kareem sallallahu alayhi wasallam. And all the munafiqeen will be in that part of Haviyah. Abu wasallam said to him then, which is the other part of Jahannam. He said the other part of Jahannam above that Jahannam is a Jahannam called Jaheen. Allah says in the Qur'an, Innal Avara Lafi Nareen. Wa Innal Fujara Lafi Jahheen. And in that Jahheen, that is the name of Jahannam. In that Jahheen will be the Mushrikeen. Will be the Mushrikeen. Allahu Akbar Kabila. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala save us. Mushrikeen, those who associate partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, and that is what I said today in Jummah, and Alhamdulillah, what I said stands in such a way, that the Ulama has said it, in this day in age 2002, isn't it? Nikah is only jai's when both the parties are Muslims, both the parties. Allah gives hidayah to who he likes, but Nikah is not jai's today if a person say that okay she or he is a Christian or she or he is a Jew and because they are the people of the book it is nice for us to make nikah know, absolutely no. Manana Yusuf Ludhiani, Rahmatullah, his fatwa his fatwa was accepted throughout the world Aapke masail aur Hal is a beautiful kitab in Urdu in there he has said, somebody said to him that a lady was married to a Muslim, and then she married a Christian. From that Christian person, she got two kids, two children. And, and then people said to her that, ask Mufti Sahab is this nikah valid? Mufti Sab said, inna lillahi wa inna ilayhi rajiun. How can you marry someone who is a Christian? They are Christians by their name. They are not the people of uh, the book today. Which book are you talking about? Even the Bible that they give you is just a story book. So that is very very important, my respected brothers. Nikah is only when both the parties are Muslims. That is what has happened when the Muslims were living in Andalusia. Alhamdulillah, the Iman was strong. And when they married, not the Trinitarian Christians, they married Unitarian Christians in Andalusia. Andalusia is Spain and Portugal put together. When the Muslims came, the Berbers from the south, Morocco, when they came, they had Moroccan wives and then they had Portuguese and Spanish wives. And they converted them, Alhamdulillah, by their good character. And all of them became Muslims within a matter of two to three years. They were mosques everywhere, masjid everywhere. Why? Because they were Unitarian Christians. That's, that is why SubhanAllah, the French from the top, when the Christian army came, they did not agree to the Spanish Christians that were there, who only took Isa to be the Messenger of Allah. The Messenger of Allah. And they accepted Muslims because they found Muslims to be more compatible to them. And they were close to them, they had the same haqeedah, they were sharing everything that was the same. When they would make za'bah, they would say, uh, they would take the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, in the name of Allah, they would cut and slaughter. And all of them became Muslim. But what happened in South America? In South America, when this great immigration took place, when all our Middle Eastern Arab brothers, when they went to Latin America, the Iman was not strong, the Iman was not strong and they intermarried and they married Mexican and Argentinian and Brazilian women that were there and slowly they could not defend and protect and secure, if they protected their Iman but the future children they became Christians and they lost their language and all sorts of things have happened. So my respected brothers, if Ulama has said something, it is not there that they, don't want, they want to tighten everything in Islam, no, it is only what they see what is in the Quran and what is in the Hadith. M. Dawud Sahib was telling me today that in the time of Hazrat Umar Farooq I forget the name of one companion, he married a Christian woman, he was a Sahabi, in the time of Khilafat Umar Farooq. When Abdul Umar Farooq heard of that he wrote a letter that how can you marry someone who has got this aqai? how can you? And he said to Umar Farooq I I of, was of the opinion that you could marry women of Ahlul Kitab. Umar Farooq said no. Allahu Akbar. They, have, they are no longer Ahle-i-kitab. and this was in the time of Umar Farooq and the more elite you are the more powerful you are you have to be extremely careful that is why in the time of Nabi wasallam, it was to a limit in the first period of time in the first few years to promote Islam it was dire nice for the companions to marry Christian women and Jewish women the early companions in the early time, it was jai-. But it was never jaius for Rasulullah sallallahu to marry a Christian woman or a Jewish woman, never. It was never jaius. That is why like all these ladies who came, Hazrat the safiyah radiyaAllahu ta'ala, made it very clear, that if you wish, you can return back to your tribe, Banu and live as a with your Jewish tribe and do whatever you want or if you wish you can stay with us here but with one condition if you want to stay with me you will have to embrace Islam La ilaha illallah Muhammadur Rasulullah and that is what she did so that is very very important my respected brothers Allahu Akbar wherever we in the Tabakat of Jahannam where the mushrikeen will be the idolaters in this in the second last level, and that Jahannam is known as Jaheen. inshallah, I'll finish off very quickly, I won't take much of your time, and above that, above that, is a Jahannam which is known as Saqar, what Jahannam is it? Saqar, in that Jahannam will be the people of Sabi'in, Sabi'in was a community that lived in the time, uh, according to some of the Mufassirin, they were in Iraq, on one side of Iraq, and according to some of the scholars, they were also in Yemen, and the queen of Sheba, Bilqis, was also connected with them, but later on in the time of Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam she embraced Islam, and she married Azraeli Sulaiman alayhi salatu salam and they would worship the stars and the moons and the planets, they will be in that part of Jahannam which is Sakr, and above that Jahannam is another Jahannam which is known as Laza. Laza. Someone said to me, uh, I want to sell rice, a brand name, think of a brand name. <laughs> I said to him that we have Basmati, isn't it? Basmati, Basmati rice. So he said to me, Inshallah, I'm going to come out with my own brand. I want you to choose a name for me. I said, Okay, that is something tough. Uh, I said to him, Okay, Laziz. <laughs> Laziz. It's good enough. Take that. Allah, And he took that. But this is not. That Jahannam. This Jahannam is known as Laza. Laza. That is Laziz, but this is Laza. And in Laza, that is a chamber, special chamber, only for the Shayateen and their comrades. All of them will be there and special angels will be there to handle those Shayateen. All the Shayateen from the time, well not even from the time of Adam before that from whenever Allah created them. jinns had occupied this world as, as we have talked on this subject also in, in the dust. All of them will be there locked up in Lazar, That is their chamber. And they will be punished. And the one above that is another Jahannam which is known as Chutama. Wa adraka mal Wa ilun li Wama Wa do you know what is Khutamah and Allah talks about Khutama, that in in the speciality of Hutama is that it's special fire. Naarullah, Allah says it is the fire of Allah. All those who will enter Khutamah, the ulama say that khutama is for the Jews who disrespected all Anbiya whose hearts were sealed from realizing what is the truth that fire will not attack the skin, the body, the external part, that fire will attack the heart first, it will burn the heart, and it will burn off the heart, it is said that in this dunya when, may Allah save us all, one should not punish anyone with fire, Allah save us all, uh, when someone is burnt, before fire reaches deep into the heart, he has already died, passed out, he expired. But in the case of hutabah, he will be alive, absolutely alive, and his heart will be burning. May Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala say this. This is hutabah. Then above hutabah, a jahannam which is known as sa'ir Karana? That jahannam in there is reserved for the Christians. The Christians will be there. All the Christians. And then Jibreel, I mean again with that pattern was describing and he stopped. After the sixth level, he stopped. Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam said to Jibreel, I mean, you are going to say something Jibreel said. He looked down. He says, Jibreel, I, Muhammad Mustafa, command you, tell me who is on the top level of Jahannam. Jibreel, I mean, to make things easy, he says, Ya Rasulallah, the top level of Jahannam is that part of Jahannam which Uh, is less in degree of punishment with comparison to all the other chambers of Jahannam. Allah is saying tell me who will be on the top level of Jahannam, the first level, the top level of Jahannam. Tell me. Hazrat Ibrahim, I mean look down, he says Ya Rasulullah, the top level of Jahannam is for of your Ummat who die without repenting from major sins, Allahu Akbar. And when peace alayhi salatu wasalam heard that, it is in the hadith of Nabi Karim sallallahu alayhi wasallam, Aaf sallallahu alayhi wasallam fell unconscious. how much love he must have for the Ummat, he fell unconscious have we ever had that attitude and that deep love for Nabi HaKareem He fell unconscious, Jibreel mean, lifted, it, lifted up, وسلم, up and put him on the lap. When he recovered وسلم, said to Jibreel, Jibreel tell me will my Ummat enter that part of Jahannam? And he said, Ya Rasulullah, that is the information that I have been given and it is for that those of your Ummati, who will die without repenting from major sins. It is said that Huzur walked away from jibreel I Amin mean, ameen and he isolated himself from the people. It was such a great difficulty for the companions. For three days, wasallam) would not talk to anyone, only would come out to perform Salat with Jama'at in masjid and Even when Hazrat Abu Bakr Siddiq came knocking on the door, ﷺ did not allow him to come. Omar Farooq knocked on the door, ﷺ did not open the door. Hazrat Salman el-Farsi came, ﷺ did not open the door. That is how much of an effect it gave him Finally, when Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala knocked on the door, one of the wives of Huzul was was there. Rasulullah was in sajda performing salah. It is said that for three days, every salah, he would start salah with tears and would terminate salah with tears. And when Hazrat Fatima came in, she saw Huzul is mashhul in salah. She waited when Huzul finished his salah. She says, Ya Rasulullah, your face has become pale. What has happened? And Absallallahu Alaihi Wasallam narrated that entire hadith given to him by Hazrat Jibreel Allah Amin. it is said that Hazrat Fatima radiallahu ta'ala also started to cry. Rasallallahu Alaihi Wasallam continued to describe he said when my ummat, my group of people will come to Jahannam, the angels will be there. Malik is the doorkeeper of that part of Jahannam of that part of the the highest point of Jahannam and he will question the angels who are these people that you are bringing into my Jahannam their faces are still bright their eyes are not blue their mouths are not sealed and their faces are not darkened who are these people the angels will say we have no information of the identity we were told to bring them to you and they will enter that part of Jahannam. And he said that at that point Malik will command the fire that go and burn them. When fire will come towards them, the Ummati of Nabiya Kareem will say La ilaha illallah. When they say La ilaha illallah, the fire will return back. Who will return back. Malik will be shocked he will say, who are you people? He said the level of Iman will be so low for those people that they will not even recognize at that, at that time the name of Rasulullah They will say, we are the followers of that person upon whom the Qur'an was revealed, upon whom Rosa was obligatory. Malik will say, that is Huzur salatu wassalam, Muhammad And they will say, yes, he is our Rasul. Malik will say, then why did you not obey him? and they will say that the law of this dunya and we were far away from the sunnah Hidayah was not with, with us at that time after that Malik will command give hukam to the fire again the fire will say how can we burn those people who hear in the name of Allah who hear in the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala it is said that only then Malik will command by the name of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala that you are not to burn their faces and you are not to burn their hearts because of the Iman, Iman on their face and Iman on their heart, It is said then fire will come and it will burn them. Some will be burnt until the ankles and some until the kneecap and that is it. And some until the hip, hip. but it will not burn the heart, the top part and it will not burn the face and the doors will be locked up. Until Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala wills, let me just finish off what I have started, my respected brothers and elders, inshallah, bear with me, not all the time, much time will be taken, inshallah. Just to finish off this hadith of huzur alayhi salatu was few more minutes, at one point Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala will say to Jibreel, Jibreel, go to the top point of Jahannam and see what has happened to the followers of Muhammad Mustafa sallallahu alayhi wa Jibreel Amin will knock on the door, Malik will open the door. It is said that Malik at that time will be sitting on the mimber. When he says Jibreel Amin, beautiful angel, he will come down out of honor and respect, all respect Jibreel Amin. It is said that he will say, What brings you here? Jibreel Amin will say, Allah has sent me to inquire of the followers of Muhammad and Mustafa. It is said that the ummah of huzul salatu will be all the skin will be burnt up they will be as dark as charcoal except for the face and except for the heart lights will be there and Malik will say they are in miserable condition when they see Jibreel I mean they will know that oh this is not the Farishta of Arab he is the Rahmat he is the angel of Rahmat mercy and they will say oh Jibreel go and convey our message, our param to Huzul alayhi salatu wa dunya meh text teks kham galsatteh na mobile phone me. Mere Azizu wa haato, in the hereafter, it will only be with the permission of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Go and tell our message, our message, uh, our Nabi Huzul alayhi salatu wa the messenger of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that due to our sins, we are not with our Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. He will first return to Allah and, and then Allah will say to him, Go and return to Muhammad I Mustafa and give him the message. It is said that Huzul wasalam, in the hadith it comes that he will be in a palace made out of pearls and that palace in at that time he will be sitting will have four thousand doors, each door of solid gold. And that is just one palace of Huzur alayhi sala. The level of Iman will be so low that at that time even huzur alayhi salatu wa will not recognize it. But when the message will be conveyed, Hazrat alayhi wasalam to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in Jannah and Allah will say, Go and make Shafaat and Huzur alayhi salatu wa will go with jibreel I Amin mean, into Jahannam and imagine when they see the face of huzur alayhi salatu wa salam, what will happen to them. That is why, my respected brother, a lot of people, without realization, we say, Oh, the Kufar are better than the Muslims today. What do we say? Yeah. Muslims are taafir achche hain. Aray bai, aisa bat ka ho, kahi Allah tumare dil se imaan nikal de, or imaan unko de de, or kufru tumare indra jahe. Never say that. The lowest of the lowest imaan qualifies a person for Jannet one day. And Uzulisalat will hold them by the hands, all of them, absolutely the skin will be burnt up, and Absalullah will take them. I mean it is said that this this group of people will be one of the last batch to come out from Jahannam. And when they go towards Jannah, there will be a fountain, the fountain of Rizwan. Absalullah will bade them go and go inside and make ghusl and all of them will make ghusl when they come out subhanallah the faces will be shining again qualifying them to enter jannah it is said that on the forehead it will be marked these are the last batch of people to be emancipated to be freed from the fire of Jahannam and they will enter with huzul in Jannah and this is what is meant by Shafaat and huzul has that power alhamdulillah Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala gives us all the taafiq inshallah maybe next week we can make the translation of the hadith uh, recited in khutbah. Quite a bit of time has been taken. Allah give us all the tawfeeq to make amal on what has been said. Wa دَعْوَانًا dawana لِلَّهِ رَبِيْ Inshallah, uh, in the next session we will talk about how uh, حَوْزِ كَوْسَرٍ and also قُلْ uh, etc. All the things that one will have to witness on the day of Qiyama, Allah is the one who 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 is واصحابه وازواجه وضرياته وعلي اجمعين برحمتك يا ارحم الراحمين